And this kind of thinking started to annoy me. And I wanted to turn this around for myself and I did. Then I started to talk to other people, telling them, hey, I have this thing, I feel really crazy. We haven't been together really. Why does it take me so long? And turned out a lot of people have this. Rain Podcast. Hi, I'm Nova Lorraine, and welcome to another season of the award-nominated Unleash Your Supernova podcast. As you know, Unleash Your Supernova is about exploring through storytelling and sharing tips, hacks, and words of wisdom from the most amazing talents from around the globe. And today, we have an author and fashion entrepreneur, Miriam Grope who has authored a book about relationships, but not just any book about relationships, a book that helps you get over that crush. Remember, all of us have gone through this, that crush that get this, that you've never had a relationship with. So we're going to dive a little deeper on that because we know how much relationships and or the lack of or broken ones can affect our creativity and our productivity. And as creatives and entrepreneurs, we want to find all the tools we can to help us be as productive as possible. So without any further ado, let's welcome Miriam. Hi, Miriam. Hi, Nova. Thank you for this beautiful introduction. And hi, everyone. Hi from Berlin. We are in a beautiful late summer here in Europe. And um, I'm super excited to be here and look forward to our conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And also, thank you for joining us all the way from Berlin. Mm. And I want to make sure that I pronounced your last name correctly. Can you say it for our listeners? Yeah, in like German pronounced, it's Grupp. It's like um, group, but the German way. So it's with a short U, so Miriam Grupp? Yes. Okay, great. So I want to make sure when our listeners are looking for your book. They have that, and it's G-R-U-P-P. And mm -hmm. Miriam is actually spelled with a J, guys. So it's M-I-R-J-A-M. So when you're looking for her book, make sure you have the spelling right, okay? So I want to explain to our listeners that for our second season, we're doing things a little differently. We're going to open up with stories, and then we're going to switch the mic, and then you're going to ask me questions instead of me doing all the asking. And then mm -hmm. we're going to round it out with our listeners' questions. We're going to take questions from our listeners and see what they would like to hear from you. So let's dive in. Would you like to share the name of the book with our listeners? Yeah, the book is called um, An Almost Love Story, um, whereas the almost is crossed out because the book is all about turning almost love stories into full love stories with ourselves. That's amazing, by the way. Yeah, I found that it's based on my own almost or full love story. And what I found is that um, falling deeply in love with someone or that that crush, not a crush, but that huge crush can really ignite profound change. That happened for me and for the people whom I interviewed for the book. I dive briefly into my own story. I um, was in my beginning 30s feeling really, I felt like a big failure, how my life looked like. From the outside, it looked very well. 
but I felt like I didn't have met my soulmate yet. I didn't travel enough. I didn't, it was a long list of I didn't. And the biggest I didn't was I didn't follow what I had always wanted to do, namely writing a book, writing, expressing myself more creatively. And um, to escape this state, I went on a on an escape. <laughs> you could call it a city trip across Europe, but it was an escape. And there I met a man. And when I met him in this one night, something shifted. And looking back from now, I can tell that this was one moment where everything what I said and felt and did became aligned. It was for me, it was really a miracle because it lasted when I went back to Berlin this state of being. Life suddenly looked for me beautiful and full of possibilities. The man lived in Paris and a story started where we saw each other again from time to time, but he didn't want to be with me. However, what stayed with me was this feeling of how it feels to be me. I'd say I was reminded of what is possible for me and how I want to experience my life. But on the other hand, him not wanting to be with me confronted me with my deepest insecurities, like as deep as I felt good, as deep as I felt insecure. And so I started to, because I wanted to be with him, I started to work on these insecurities or what I didn't like about myself, thinking that then he would want to be with me. And now I make a cut because. What I want to say is that almost lovers for me are catalysts, but also vehicles for profound change for becoming whom we really are. And that inspired me to, when I was, this is from hindsight, <laughs> you, you always know more from hindsight. But while I was in the process, I searched for books or for literature, for something that could tell me why this person I thought I felt so myself with that should be the man of my life, no? <laughs> mm, yeah. Why he isn't? Why life is so unfair to give me this person and then take it away from me? But now <laughs> I realize life is not unfair, but what the only things I could find online were heartbreak quotes, people being very sorry and heartbroken because this special, even if this special person doesn't want to be with you, who else? And this kind of thinking started to annoy me. And I wanted to turn this around for myself. And I did. Then I started to talk to other people, telling them, hey, I have this thing. I feel really crazy. We haven't been together really. Why does it take me so long? And turned out a lot of people have this. So let's, let's stop there for a second, because yeah. I think there was a lot that was shared and I'd like to touch on it. So the name of the book is Almost Love Stories and almost is crossed out. And mm -hmm. as you explain that you feel these almost love stories are really true love stories for ourselves that allow us to fall in love with ourselves. Is that where you're? Yes. I also believe that in the moment you fall in love with someone, you also fall in love with yourself. It's just, yeah, it happens mm. in the very same moment. Um, and oh, so... It becomes very clear if the other person doesn't want to be with you that it's it's two things that um, happen. Yeah. 
Interesting. So as you are in the process of falling in love, you're actually experiencing loving yourself at the same time, right? So it's not just the person loving you that you're feeling. You're actually falling in love with you, which I could see why it would be so hard to deal with a breakup or an almost because you're like, well, wait a minute. We everything was going so good. (laughs) What happened? You know, we were, we were on this path and then now the rug is pulled from under us and we're lost and we're falling and it's painful. So that's, that's really interesting. I never saw it like that before. I love how that's presented. Now, would you say that is the same, no matter if you actually physically were in a relationship with someone over time, or it's just this relationship that almost happened, but it doesn't, but the, all the feelings were the same and just as intense and maybe even more. Would you say that process of falling in love with yourself at the same time is, is still there, even with the physical relationships? Yes, I believe it's the same. It's just, and you said it, I just want to jump on something that you just said, because it was so precise. (laughs) You said that when this other person is leaving, like in almost um, love stories, you feel like that you are also not only losing this person, but you are losing the person you suddenly became yourself, like this Mm. beautiful person. And that's what I mean, went with falling in love with yourself through this person. In real relationships, romantic relationships, I feel we have other things to work on or like that challenges to become more of ourselves but it's exactly the same we fall in love with the other person and we fall in love with ourselves i have the feeling that if it's a real relationship with someone that it's also more about the other person about loving someone more asking what do you want but this is a topic for another book <laughs> right right so for the for the almost love stories, yeah, it doesn't include all the layers that would be involved in an actual real time in person relationship and but it's such an interesting perspective because when you think about it, when you do meet someone that you like or you have a crush on, right, and we could all reflect to this, all of a sudden you are dressing better, the hair is looking cuter, the makeup is done, or the haircut is timed just right, you know, whatever. And you are really taking your, how you feel about yourself and how you look to the next level to continue to level up, so to speak, to match this newfound feeling, this new high that you have. And you're feeling really good. You're like, yeah, I know I got it going on. I know I'm looking good. You know, you may start eating better, exercising more. And it's all as a result of these internal emotions that have been tapped into by this other person. And Mm -hmm. in some instances, this other person may not even know. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) You are crushing on them. Like they may not even know that you got the Google eyes every time, you know, you see them pass by, but you know this and it's very real for you. I mean, the butterflies kick in, the nervousness kicks in. You might even get clumsy when they're around you. 
and they could be absolutely clueless. And there would be times where they would be made known of these feelings. And then for some of us, maybe they're actualized for a short moment in time before they go away. Or for Mm -hmm. others, they're rejected right off from the start. Either way, it's painful, right? And But I think if we understand the process of what's happening, Mm -hmm. if we understand that even if they go away, the person that we've become is literally still here, right? Yes. And we didn't go anywhere. That person, that those feelings of admiration and a giddiness and excitement and joy, whatever those feelings are, that it started within us. So if we could kind of separate the two and still hold on to that person that we've just stepped into or created. And I think it would be easier to let go of that um, that crush, right? It'll be easier to heal because you didn't lose as much as you thought you did. I, you know, that's sort of how I'm looking at it. It's exactly how I am looking at it too. <laughs> and I feel that it's really important that more people can look at their own experiences in that way, that nobody can evoke something within you that is not in you or like yeah Mm -hmm. it's just i feel that you get a really holistic glow up like from life (laughs) that shows you whom you can also be and now i want to erase the also and say whom you really are and love as you said previously is the biggest force and sometimes we don't have access to love ourselves because of different reasons then sometimes we need kind of a miracle like this, but then we should also, I feel, take this miracle and make it our own, not oh, and detaching that. from the other person, but really surfing on this feeling and trying to maintain it or just have it and remember when you feel bad again, like, oh, this is who I am also. This is who I can also be. And then navigate or calibrate back towards that and search and take it as the start for in 2020 the word healing is um, very often used so let's use it because we are in 2020 as a start for healing Mm. so look at these almost love stories instead of it being a broken heart or a loss or a hole in our heart whatever you want to call it really embrace it as a miracle because we got to see our authentic selves, right? Like we got to taste that, see it, experience it, fall in love with ourselves and to sort of try to find a way to maintain that or go back to that. When I came across the book and the summary, I first was thinking, hmm, well, you know, my show really isn't about relationships. So mm-hmm. then I said, wait a minute, relationships are really the foundation of everything we're doing. And as you mentioned, you know, love is, in my opinion, the most powerful force that we have access to. And when we are feeling a lack of love or feeling lost in the moment due to a broken heart, then can we actually be creative or be productive or be effective in anything that we're trying to do? 
And so I love the fact that your book is a guide to help us get through these moments. It's a a toolkit, so to speak, on how to embrace this new you or, or the new you that was always in you, you know, how to get back to that that space mm-hmm. and how to view this experience as a miracle. I mean, I don't think I ever would have called it that before our conversation because I clearly remember my early heartbreaks. I mean, I still to this day remember um, who broke my heart and like, Ur, you know, <laughs> and so, but I just love the, this new way of, of seeing the purpose of those experiences and those relationships and the almost. Because maybe at the end of the day, if it was really meant to be, it wouldn't have been an almost, right? People come into our lives for a reason, even if it's even if they're wrapped up in the version of a of a possible romantic relationship or a crush. Yeah, I so agree with you. I experienced. Uh, I thought I was writing a book for women, <laughs> but I work. I don't like too much to write alone and be isolated so i work here in berlin in a big um, co-working space for startups and um it's really interesting because in the coffee breaks when we, we sit down together and ask what are you doing what are you doing and the super interesting thing for me was that a lot of men could relate a lot of men said i have a woman like this to end and this is mm. even more interesting a lot of them became entrepreneurs because of this woman. They canceled wow. their jobs. They were not happy with, yeah. And that's, I feel that those people, not everyone we have a crush with again, but people who really bring out the best in you and then don't want to be with you, they are often responsible without knowing it for shifts that set us on our life slash professional real path so i found often like yeah the mainly young founders were sparked by a woman they couldn't have like have <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's amazing what inspires us right <laughs> yeah it's amazing what brings out the best of us and what is meant to be like you said the spark to beginning or continuing on our purpose in life and maybe it's a book, maybe it's a mentor, or maybe it's a love that never came to be. And I had no idea. I had no idea that so many founders, at least, you know, obviously in your experience, you know, all these founders or a good number of them were inspired through an almost love story. And so now it makes me wonder out of all the millions of entrepreneurs around the world, <laughs> oh, what's the love story behind them? Yeah their businesses or almost love stories behind their businesses. So that would be a cool other book as well. Uh, as or a survey we, we could, um, we could launch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be a really fun survey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how many of you have had broken hearts before you launched your business? <laughs> you know? yeah. So I also want to touch on the fact that not only are you an author and haven't you know, written this incredible book to really help others, you write for television and mm-hmm. German crime shows, and you also are launching a fashion line soon. Can you go into a little bit of both of those projects? Yes. So the crime series, I'm I'm writing crime series since 10 years now. And um, I love that because 
my professor at um, Film University once said that police officers are the vehicles that help us to explore worlds that we would not have without them. That's my, I adopted his view. It made so much sense for me because that it's what they do for me. And I rather tell love stories. I explore why people kill each other. <laughs> I would say that's my um, niche <laughs> here. So love stories within crime stories. Yeah, love stories okay. gone wrong. Love stories <laughs> gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, so many do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then the fashion line. And the fashion is um, is born out of that I am a double writer and I love to touch things. And um, mm. so it's called wearable poetry. And also I consider it as writing on clothes. Mm. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, what I do is not producing new clothes because I'm not a fashion designer as you are. And by the way, I love your dress codes and I'd love to ask a question after. <laughs> Yeah. About them. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I do is I use existing clothes, preferably knitwear, because I love knitwear. And uh-huh. I stitch feelings and feelings in the form of like um, gestures or of words on them. And all with the same purpose to make us feel warm and better and help that we can de armor our hearts. <laughs> yeah. yeah so clothing that de-armors that disarms de-armors or disarms sometimes i'm german sometimes i invent english words that don't even like that not really exist <laughs> right <laughs> i i get what you're trying to say i get the symbolism <laughs> and the meaning of what you're trying to say and yeah. i love how you're using clothes mixed with poetry that can also mm-hmm. add to this love story we should be having with ourselves. And I guess that's, I don't know, I guess my takeaway from this is we do focus so much on the love we have for others where it really does start with ourselves. And these crushes and these almost are a way for us to get access, I guess, or be aware of how wonderful we really are. So. That perspective is just, oh, I just love it. So I hope you others are so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I hope others are taking away something too, like what I'm taking away. So, <laughs> so now let's we're gonna get to the part of the show where now I'm flipping the script. You have mm-hmm. control of the mic. You get to ask me some questions, and then we'll move into questions from our listeners. Great. So um, I just jump in because I looked through your work and I really fell in love with your dress codes. So for the listener, Nova, at the beginning of your career, right? Like you designed, came up with these beautiful dress codes um, that remind of Asian. They are Asian inspired. Am I right? With the fabric? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the fabric is yeah Asian inspired. That's correct. And for me, they're also poetry because when I saw them, they're like, they are making feminine and strong women. So two essences, feminine and strong, come together in all of the models that I saw. I really, I want to touch them. I have to come over to the US soon. (laughs) (laughs) And my question is, what was your inspiration? 
how did you put like imagine them? You know, for me, when I design, it really starts with the fabric. Mm -hmm. And I gravitate towards textiles that are more embellished, that have a lot of rich color, handwork, maybe beading or embroidery or some other form of stitching. Something mm -hmm. that when you touch it, it's going to evoke an emotion. And a lot of Asian fabrics explore texture and rich jewel-toned colors. And there's so much emotion I feel in colors. And I think we really, in general, overlook the power that clothing really embodies as it relates to a communication tool for us and how it makes us feel and what it expresses of who we are at that moment in time. And fabric is a language to me. When I walk into a textile store and I am looking at a bolt of maybe silk or embroidered cotton, it, mm. it speaks to what it wants to become. And at the time when I first started designing, I really wanted to help empower women to feel beautiful from the inside out. And I felt that it started with the fabric that's touching their skin all the way through the, you know, the outer part of the garment, which most people see. And I wanted to use clothing and silhouettes and shapes to really evoke that feeling of beauty and of strength and help them feel more confident when they walk in a room because it's reciprocal. Just like when you were explaining the love story is reciprocal. When we're loving someone else, we're experiencing us loving ourselves. I feel it's the same thing when you walk into a room and someone you know, shows you that look of admiration, you start admiring yourself. And the more tools that we have to do this, the more in love, so to speak, we become with ourselves. And so for clothing and fashion, for me, it was all about empowerment, but bringing in the beauty of what nature provides in our textiles with mm -hmm. the power of psychology and human behavior as well. Yeah, which is what you studied also, right? I, yes. I read. And um, now it makes so after what you told how you approach your designs, it makes so much sense to me. I mean, it already made sense to me, but now it makes makes even more so sense to me because I feel that how you described um, what clothing does for us, if we let it, if we choose the right materials that we really feel with our skin, it's yeah. like a treat we give to our skin. And I loved how you, how you describe this aspect because it's so important if a material is like scratchy or itchy, then we don't feel good, even if it looks good. Right. No, it's so true. I mean, if we're uncomfortable in how it's fitting us even, right? We're fidgeting around, our mood might change versus wearing something that is handmade or, you know, from this very beautiful textured fabric. It changes how we feel and how we express ourselves. And I love to pay attention to those details when I'm designing and incorporate that and not just look at trends when I design, but really 
create pieces that are coming from within. Mm -hmm. And even just on a picture and not like seeing them, being able to see them at the moment in real, this transfers. I'm really in love with them. You look them all up, guys. They're so beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I do. And I'd love to ask a question that jumps on this question because I realized yeah. that also even like when you started your own entrepreneurial um, journey, you right away, like very early started with Rain Magazine to empower and feature others. And um, I find that really admirable because I try to let me think about the good um, sentence, how I, did, how I wanted to put it, because you empowered others while we're, you were still figuring it out for yourself. <laughs> I find it amazing. Can you, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, I never thought about it like that. So now I'm like, Ooh, what was I doing? Um, <laughs> what was I thinking? Now I, I truly was inspired by rain based on my own experience as a creative trying to turn my love of fashion into a sustainable business mm -hmm. and the frustrations that I felt, the disappointments that I experienced. And I didn't have a, a network or deep industry contacts or a well of limitless resources in terms of finances. And so I was learning as I went on and I was very fortunate to have all the amazing opportunities that came to me. Very grateful. And I believe that if you believe in yourself, no matter how long it takes, things will work out in your favor. Mm -hmm. And about five years into running my fashion company and several children later, I had the aha moment of how I was going to bring my early training in psychology and desire to help people together with my love of fashion. And I used the confidence I had with my design aesthetic and my vision of how I saw the world with my love of storytelling. And I knew just enough about writing to feel like I could actually start a magazine with no experience. So Uh, you know, ignorance is bliss. But I think because <laughs> I, I did enjoy writing, I did enjoy talking to people. I had a true love and curiosity for their stories, a genuine desire to help them coming from a place of understanding because I was also on that journey, just made it even more imperative for me to launch Rain, And it was something that I, I never doubted, even though I didn't come from the publishing space or knew much about media from that sense, but I did know that there was something that was needed in the market to truly be committed to individuals that had a gift and a passion and wanted to change the world through those gifts. And all I thought I needed to do was, you know, to get their stories out there, maybe through imagery or the written word and everything else would follow. And so mm. again, when I, when I come up with ideas, I don't spend a lot of time trying to make sense out of them, or I just wouldn't do it <laughs> or wouldn't do them because it made no sense for me to launch rain. I was at the time I did, I just had my fourth, I opened a store. I was still designing. I knew nothing about taking a magazine from start to finish 
Um, I knew some about editing and working for a publishing company, but that was just prior to launching Rain. So I was using my gifts with my passion and my belief that it was something that needed to be done. And I thought that I could do it. So, but if I was spending too much time thinking, hmm, you know, I'm still trying to figure this out myself. I probably, (laughs) I probably wouldn't have done it. So for those of you that are listening, if you believe in something, don't let your lack of experience or knowledge stop you. Just take the time to seek out what you need to know and surround yourself with amazing people and it will happen. Yes, I agree. (laughs) And don't, don't waste time to think it over too much, just as Noah said, because it takes up a lot of time, worthless, useless thinking. The impulse is most often right. <laughs> right. Because we could literally talk ourselves in and out of anything. So <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> go with that gut feeling. But no, I agree. No, thank you for asking that question. I want to make sure we have time to get to some of our listeners' questions. So I'm going to take the mic back, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you for those questions, actually. So I'm like, huh, I've never thought about that before. So that was really good. That was a nice exercise for me, actually. So I have a question from a listener that says, what does letting go of a past relationship or crush look like to you? Mm, Me personally, I struggle uh, or I try to not use the word letting go (laughs) or the expression, because if I focus on letting go, I don't. (laughs) I hold Mm -hmm. on. So... For me, it's rather a process of when I know that there is no chance to be, there's no future with this other person, then I live in a constant place of lack because I'm lacking to be with this person. And what I try to create then is a life that looks good for me and full and rich to build it up until my longing for this other person is outweighed (laughs) my new life. Because I feel that lacking someone and living a full life can't coexist. And it happens on the way. For me, I always, it's not only with crushes, it's also with other things, with like friendships or things that don't work out in business. I also have to let go of this. We all have to. Yeah. If you fixate on the action of letting go, then you're always going to be in that constant state of limbo. And that's a really good point to make because I think that's where a lot of people stay for a very long time until they find new inspiration and move forward. So even just changing our words, I think is powerful, is a powerful way to heal and move forward. So that's something that's easy to do, right? Just change the words and that will help speed things along. I have another question. This is from Razak. He wants to know, when would you recommend someone reading this book? For example, would it be appropriate for a teenage boy who just got rejected or a woman in her 20s or 30s who just broke up with a longtime partner? Who would this book mean the most to? Mm, I feel like the person who grabs it because it's drawn to it. (laughs) Um, Speaking of whom is it mainly for? It's 
for people, as we talked before, I was aiming for women, I'd say between 18 and 70, <laughs> if I should, should seven put, zero, put, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> should put an age range, then it's for women who fell in love with someone and thought this is the love of my life, but who can't be with this person because this other person doesn't want to be with them. That's important to phrase it like that. And um, who want to use this opportunity to dive deeper into whom they can also be or yeah as we said before as whom they really are and use this process to get rid of all that is hindering them to live fully themselves yeah no i i really like how that was stated because i too think it's a universal read. It's a book that anyone even going into a relationship yeah. can read and get insight well ahead <laughs> and be more prepared for what's to come. And and also in the beginning of the interview, you mentioned that you sought out to write this book for women, but then as you were working on your other writing projects and inquiring with the men around you, you realized that this very topic that you were writing about was the very thing that motivated them to level up in their lives, so to speak. And so I think that anyone can benefit from the book, but an important nugget that I took away from what you just mentioned was whoever's drawn to it really should be the one reading it. So you'll know, if you're listening to this, you'll know if it's meant for you, if you want to learn about new ways to, I guess, grow and develop self-love. And I think we are all always on that pursuit of more self-love. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. I think it's a really original and powerful topic to share insight on and we can all benefit from it. And even those of us that have long since moved on, Now we have at least a positive reason or positive spin around that broken heart once upon a time. So, or love lost or almost had. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great. Thank you so much, Miriam, for joining me all the way from Germany. I know your schedule is really busy as you prepare to release the book and continue to work on your different writing projects with the TV shows that you are working on in addition to launching a fashion line. So yeah, end of September. I'm really excited. (laughs) Yeah. But the name of the collection, did you say it's wearable poetry? Yes, exactly. Wearable poetry. And if someone wanted to continue to follow your journey, get the book or experience one of these beautiful sweaters that you're about to launch, how would they do that? You can find all on buymiriam.com and um, there I'm posting all updates. Oh, okay. So it's just your first name.com? Yeah, buymiriam.com. Oh, buymiriam.com. So buy exactly. Miriam as Miriam with a J-M-I-R-J-A-M.com. Exactly. Yeah, love that. Okay, that's easy enough. Thank you so much, Nova. Yeah, thank you. I am I enjoyed I am, being with you. Yeah. I love modern techniques that we can just be together. 
Right, they are. Thank you for <laughs> all <laughs> these uh, wonderful technologies to allow us to share and connect yes. <laughs> across the world. Yeah, no, I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to speak with you and learn more about the book and your perspective and all the wonderful insights that you have to give. I look forward to staying connected with you. Me too. Well, and I hope our listeners, actually, I know our listeners have taken away things to share with those around them and hopefully also to help them on their journey. So thank you again. And thank you to our listeners for participating, asking questions. And also don't forget to tune in for the next episode of Unleash Your Supernova. We'll release new shows every two weeks and you can find the list of all of our previous shows on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as the podcast link on rainmagazine.com. If you have any ideas or suggestions, connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. And on Instagram, you can find me under the handle Nova by the Sea. All right, guys, until next time. And it was so much fun as usual. And thank you again, Miriam, for all the wonderful words of wisdom you shared with us today. And until the next time we connect. Bye, Nova. Bye.